You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Well, tonight I'm so excited because we're going to talk about the Bible, talk about Jesus. And here's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about the title of my message tonight is this, Mastering Money. Mastering Money. And we do it by sitting, by sit, S-I-T. Not, not, no silent letter, okay, just sit, okay? We do it by sit. Say sit. You know, I know how to make money. I know how to make money so well that if everything was taken away from me, I can almost guarantee I'll make enough money that we, I don't know how much, not say millions, but I know how to make money. And I know a lot of tons of millionaires and billionaires prior to my past life, like a year or two ago, I was a business coach. And I would mingle and be friends and actually have phones of someone like Levine Jane. So he's like this multi-billionaire. Okay, multi-multi-billionaire. Naveen J, look him up. Forbes Riley. Do you guys know the show or the television program QVC or Home Shopping Network? Yeah. Okay, Forbes Riley, founder of QVC Home Shopping Network. She's a very good friend of mine, actually. Kevin Harrington, do you guys know the thing as seen on TV? Infomercials? For uh, Kevin Harrington, very, very good friend of mine. James Malinchak, there's a show called The Secret Millionaire. Have you guys heard of that show on ABC? Very, very good friend of mine. Uh, Frank Shankwitz, the creator and founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation. Good friend of mine. We, had, we actually had him at our penthouse, our place. Sharon Lecter, she was the co-author of Rich Dad Poor Dad. She's also the financial advisor for President Bush and during his term. And so, Sharon Lecter. We have Brian Smith, who knows Uggs Australia. Hey, mate! Uggs the boots, you guys know the boots? So Brian Smith, good friend of mine, he lives over here in Solana Beach. Rob Angel, you know who Pictionary is, the game Pictionary? Rob Angel, very good friends of ours. Les Brown, of course, you gotta be hungry, right? Les Brown, uh, Jack Canfield, the Chicken Soup for the Soul, the book series, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Jack Canfield, good friend of ours. You know, see, here's the thing, I've met so many multimillionaires and billionaires, good friends of ours. And there's a way to make money in the world. It's called hustle and bustle. And I am not against hustling and bustling. So don't, don't think, oh, I'm spiritual now, so I can just sit back and relax, and God will just give me riches. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're going to get hungry, okay? <laughs> you got to get hungry. You'll, get, you'll, you'll start starving. But the world has a way to make money. And I've been there, and it's phenomenal. I would, I would just be a business coach. And I would, they would sit down in front of me, and I'm like, You're not hustling enough. You're sleeping too much. That's exactly what I would tell them. <laughs> and they would never want to talk to me again. Like, I don't want to talk to Steve anymore. It's like, we're under contract. Okay, so, but here's the thing. The world has a way to make money. It's called, do this, do that. You got to do this many proper words to sell this. And you got to get that. And you got to put five stars in your brochure. And you got to, I saw you just sell all, you just tell all that. And listen, it all works. It all works. But can I tell you this? The kingdom has a different way of making money. See, the Bible, Jesus is all is opposite day with him every, every day. 
You want, you want, you want, you want to, it's opposite day. He says, you know what? An enemy slaps you, give him the other cheek. You want to receive, first give. You want a friend, first be a friend. It's like, wait, what? It's always opposite day with Jesus. And so tonight, we're going to talk about money. And so my question for you is this, how many of you here would like to learn the biblical principles of finances? And so here's the thing, God wants you wealthy. God wants you wealthy. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. I mean, how many times can you say, not directly from the Bible, my friends. Deuteronomy 26, 13. The man began to prosper. Deuteronomy 8, 28. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get a little bit. No. To get wealth. So, Steve, I don't know if I want wealth. And you're not living in God's purpose. Because you cannot be a good Samaritan and take care of somebody and say, oh, well, you know what, like the, the good Samaritan, the person in the inn says, whatever bill he has, I'll take care of it. You can't do that if you're broke. You can't. That's not, the Bible says the, the proper religion, the true religion that God accepts is one that takes care of the orphans and the widows. You can't take care of nobody if you're freaking broke. So I pray that Living Faith Church develops people who are prosperous and keeps on prospering and keeps on prospering until he becomes very prosperous. So that you can go to St. Jude's Hospital and says, how many kids here needs, free, needs a lung transplant and can't pay for it? I'll take care of that. Who needs food? Who's homeless? I'll provide you shelter. And that's the kind of wealth God wants for us. But Stephen, I just want to be comfortable. I just want to be comfortable. I just want to be okay. I, I don't need. I don't, I don't need riches. I just want to be. Enough. I just want enough. I just want enough. Well, how much is enough? Just enough for me to survive. Just enough for me to get by. Just enough for. And I keep hearing it. Just enough for me. You freaking selfish twit. You want just enough for you? How could you call yourself a Christian and say I love God, but you want just enough for you? Get enough for everybody around her. My cup overflow. Amen. If it overflows, everyone around you gets wet. Amen. If you want just enough for you, that just, that just to survive, just to get by. I say, this person does not love God. Because the real love of God is loving to bless the people. And it, it frustrates me when I see, hear people say, I want just enough, just enough to survive, just enough for me, just enough, just enough. So who's ready to get more than enough right now? Yes. Through the name of Jesus. And here's the thing. Give it up for Johnny, you guys. Amen. If I don't stop him, he'll stay forever. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Listen, my friends, here's the thing. We need riches. We understand that. And we do it through SIT. SIT. Here is what money is. Money is one, a servant. Say servant. Money is a servant. Here's the thing, my friends. You have to understand this. Money is whether a God to you or a servant to you. It can't be both. Money is a servant to you or a God to you. How do you know which is which? Who's dictating your life? 
Who's dictating your life? I can't do this because I need to make more money. I can't give that. I can't help that person because I need to save up for my own. I, if you are living your life based on how much money you have or have not, money is your servant. Money is your servant. Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters, for he will either hate one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is money. Now, here's a crazy part. Religious nutcases would say, oh, you can't serve God and mammon, so let's have nothing to do with mammon. Other Christians out there will say, oh, you can't serve God and mammon, so you know what? Because they're opposite and because they hate you can't serve one or the other, I'm going to serve God, so I'm going to neglect money. I say, no, fool. That means money has become your God. Because you're saying you're putting God and money in the same, same line here. But it's not. You see, God and mammon is to be God and then mammon. Mammon is not your God. So don't think, if a religious nutcase who tells me, oh, no, 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 I can't let money be, I cannot do anything with money, I don't want money because I need to serve God and God alone. I say, you have a false idol. Because even though you're thinking that God, you're not serving money, but you're putting money in the same level of God. You get it? You can't just say, oh, I want nothing to do with money because I want to serve God. No, you can't serve God and mammon. So you must serve God and let mammon money serve you. Does that make sense? So here's the thing. Some of us here, I'm like, when I first heard this, let me, let me be real, can I be real with you? We came from a denomination in the past that said money was bad. That said you got to be poor because Jesus was poor. You got to be humble. You got to be meek. You got to be all this stuff and everything else. And that's fine, that's great, but we ain't helping nobody. Then we went to a church, a very, very prosperous church, and the missionary come by and says, oh, we need a new vehicle in, our, in, our, in India. And then he goes, how much is the vehicle? On the microphone, oh, 16,000. He looks at his church, 14,000 member church, okay? MC Hammer's the worship leader. <laughs> he goes, okay, I need 16 people to give $1,000 to this young lady here who's a missionary in India. People start lining up. And he goes, I don't want checks, I want cash. If you have cash, give it cash now. And so people, some people left because they wanted checks. But the people had cash, then the ushers started collecting the cash, counting it. Now, okay, how many, okay, okay, 15, 16, 17, 18, okay, 20, that's enough. We'll give you 20 for gas. Okay, good, go. And he was like, all right, guys, back to the sermon. I was just like, holy smokes, what is this about? We started going to that church. We're like, uh, it's our first time seeing that. And the people started lining up. And I guess this is very common. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to work with this. I get staff on this church. But then he was, it's like, I was like, oh my word, this is like crazy. That they were able just to, boom, provide a vehicle. And then they say, oh, we need a new, we need a new orphanage. Okay, we'll build a new orphanage. How much does it cost? 20000 We need 20 people. Oh, one person said he'll, he'll pay for it. Done. Okay, got, a, got an orphanage. Wow. And it's just, boom. And me and Angela was like, are just so dumbfounded because that's, they're not part of the same denomination. So we were just like, what is this all about? And the more we studied it, wow, these guys make mammon serve them. They make mammon not only serve them, but serve God. But see, other religious nutcases will make mammon on the same playing field as God. Do you guys get that? So here's the thing. We need to have, you cannot serve two masters. You can only serve one and hate the other. Or else you will be loyal to one and despise the other. 
You cannot serve God and mammon. We want to have God be our, we want to serve God and let mammon serve us and we make mammon serve God. Say amen. amen. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Honor the Lord with your mouth. No. Honor the Lord with your songs of praise. Some of you can't sing, but you still do it. That's no, just keep, keep singing, please. Keep singing. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of your crops. Then your barns will be filled with, to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. When we honor the Lord with our wealth, He gives it back to us. And then our, our barns will be overflowing. My friends, money is an S servant. Say servant. Money, second one, is an indicator. Say indicator. S-I-T. Money is an indicator. Indicator of what? I love it. Angela and I never talked about what we're going to talk about today. But she talked about exactly what it is. See, God doesn't need your money. Oh. God does not need your money. He, he, he's on the streets of gold. I can imagine if you go up to heaven just like, Get a little chip out of that thing, and then you got yourself like, oh, I, I have a multi-multi-millionaire because of the small little chip from the streets of gold. I can't wait to go to heaven and be like, you got Donald Trump got nothing on you. I mean, streets of gold for crying out loud. But here's the thing: God doesn't need your money, but he does know, he does know what this is attached to. You know what this is attached to? Your heart. Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, there's the, now not, this is not church okay? This is not part of the church. But some people out there, the, the big time business gurus would say this. Show me your wallet, your pocketbook, and your calendar. And I'll tell you what your priority is. Now get this. That's not the church. That's like some secular people would say the exact same thing. But same thing in the Bible. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Don't tell me that you love people, but you're unwilling to give the people. You're unwilling to give to the church. You're unwilling to give to humanitarian efforts. John 12, 5 and 6. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It's worth a year's wages. Verse 6. He did not say this because he cared about the freaking poor, but because he was a thief. As the keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what's put in it. You know what's crazy is that if I know for a fact a church or a people who will not give to the poor are people who are stealing because that's exactly what the spirit of Judas. Spirit of Judas. Keep in mind, Judas betrayed Jesus for money. I mean, talk about him loving money. But here's the crazy part. People will look at this and say, oh, see, 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 see. Money is evil. Do nothing with money. Money is the root of all evil. No, no, no. Money is a root. And it's not money. It's the love of money. The love of money, the word love there is the same word love as honoring God. So are you honoring God or are you honoring money? Hello? 
You see that? It's the aspect of Judas honored money more than he honored God. He was like, oh, being religious. he's being very religious, by the way. This should have been given to the poor, not put it to his feet. My friends, the money is an indicator of where your heart is. Now, I'm not a doom and gloom kind of preacher, but listen to this. If you are like, oh, this should be given to the poor. I should, I, I, you know, uh, the poor. But really, you're not giving to the poor? You're a Judas. Hello. Point two. Say, I is for indicator. Last one is money is a tool. Say tool. Luke 16, 9. I tell you, oh, it's my favorite verse. Use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself. What? That when it's gone, you will be welcome into eternal dwellings. I love this verse. This verse, I tell you, use worldly wealth, money, to gain friends for yourself. You can buy friends, my friends. You can buy friendships. It says it in the Bible. It's biblical. Use worldly wealth. That's just point blank money to gain friends for yourself. So when it's gone, you'll be welcome into eternal dwellings. Did I, can I tell you this? I love, I love taking people out to food for lunches, for dinners. You can get them to their belly. You can get them to their heart. You get them in their mind. It's like you feed them wine and dine. I remember my mentor used to tell me, Stephen, you want to be very wealthy? You want to bypass all the, the weirdness and the whatever else? Take them somewhere out to dinner. Called wine and dine. Now, I don't drink wine, but I do dine. Okay? And wine and dine. You want to get someone's heart, you get them to their belly. You'll feed them. And someone says, oh, well, I don't want to. Seriously, someone tells me, I say, hey, let's go to dinner. I, I, I don't want to eat. I mean, you don't want to eat? I get so offended. Seriously, you tell me no to food? We are not going to be friends. And actually, there would be enemies. I'm like, fine, I'll starve you. <laughs> just joking, just joking, just joking. But in all honesty, though, think about this. Luke 16, 9. Use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself. To gain friends for yourself. Why? So that when it's gone, because money will leave, you'll be welcomed into eternal dwellings. My friends, the Bible here is telling us money is meant for us to, for eternity. You see, money is meant for our eternity. Money, finances, is probably the most spiritual thing we have. If, you know, sure, we, we worship, we sing songs of praise to God, but can I say this? Anyone can sing. But the, the real indicator in the heart is your finances. Mark 5, 11, 13. A large herd of pigs were feeding in the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission and the impure spirits came out of the man and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the sheep bank and into the lake and were drowned. My friends, this is an indication here that we spent, oh my gosh, Thousands of dollars on all this new equipment. Praise the Lord. Thank you for Brennan and, and Johnny for put, helping us buy all this stuff. We spent a lot of money on this. There's a lot of time put into setting this up every single Sunday. But can I say this? The amount of pigs, the 2,000 of them, is equivalent to $100,000 back in their days. $100,000. 
So this is showing me that for the purpose of one man, just one man being set free with Jesus is worth more than $100,000. You guys catch that? Is that Jesus is willing to say, you know, I'm willing for one person give it all up for $100,000. That's nothing. And so keep in mind this, Living Faith Church believes in the salvation of men. The salvation. Salvation for what? Salvation from eternal damnation. Now here's the thing. I'm not a turn or burn kind of preacher. But I'm simply saying is this. We live life free. Say free. free. Through grace. We'll talk about grace this Thursday. How does that all work out with, you know, oh, I'm not good enough. It's okay, you're good enough. Jesus loves you no matter what. And we'll talk about that. How it is that, you know, we do what we do. We're the biggest sinners, by the way. Okay, I keep saying this over and over and over again, but I want you to challenge me. Let's, let's, let's play a game. Who's the biggest sinner? I win. Hello. Okay, I'm the biggest sinner out there. But let me tell you this, though, that I believe that Jesus has cleansed me as righteous as much as anyone else, as much as anyone else out there who would say they're righteous because of the blood of Jesus. But let me tell you this right now. We believe that the righteousness of God in your life is not by what you do, but just who you believe. Abraham, in the book of Genesis, Abraham was accounted for as righteous because he believed God. Righteousness is not based on what you do, but it's based on who you believe. That's it, period. And that's the message that we believe in salvation. Listen, my friends, out there who are out there in Little Italy, who are not in this room right now, you may be screwed up, you may be doing this, that, and the other, but as long as you believe Jesus, you're holy, you're righteous, doesn't matter what you do. And that is called grace, say grace. And that's what we believe. That's the mission. The Great Commission is to go into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news. Gospel means good news. Not bad news. Not you're going to turn to hell. No, the good news is God loves you. God's risen. Jesus rose from the dead. And you have salvation. Say amen. amen. And that is the mission of the Living Faith Church. And that is the reason why, you know, oh, at the beginning, oh, who's paying? You know, we had uh, dinners at our place and saying, oh, why, who's paying for all the dinners? And who's paying for all the, the heating lamps? And who's paying for? My wife and I said, this is our offering. This is our tithe. We're going to go and tithe and give this to the kingdom. And I, I love it because we're starting this church and other church plants out there, God bless them, but they're all begging out there. We're like, God, put us in a position that we can go and start this church without anyone's, you know, telling us what to do, you know, whatever else. But... We believe that we are going to go and save and set people free in the name of Jesus. And amen. Amen, amen. Here's a bonus for you. Let me tell you this right now. One last thing is that giving is selfish. <laughs> giving is selfish. What? Right? It's crazy. How is giving selfish? When you give to someone... You are being selfish. What's called righteous selfishness. You're being righteously selfish. Let me tell you this right now. Luke 6, 38. Before we, before we read that verse, we're already up there. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I would like... <laughs> thank you, Dad. Here's why I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this tonight. Because if you go to dinner with me and my wife, I will fight you for that check. <laughs> Jen knows that. Everyone, knows, everyone who knows us knows that. I will fight you for that check. But let me tell you why. It's not because I want to buy your friendship. I hope you really like me already. <laughs> but in all honesty, here's the reason why. My mentor, who's not even a pastor, he's a businessman, told me, Stephen, the more you give, the more you receive. 
more than making the right sales, more than giving, more than making the right marketing plan, more than investing in the right this or the right business or whatever, more than all that, you want to know the real riches is give. And he told me the story of the Dead Sea. You guys heard it so many times. The Dead Sea is a dead sea because everything living in it or around it is dead. Because it's salty. There's a river flowing in, but there's no river flowing out. And this body of water just has a river flowing in, receiving. It's all it's doing is it's taking. And it's dead. It's dense. Nothing is living. But if there was a river flowing out, so a river flowing in, river flowing out, it becomes living water. And it's no longer dense. So what do you call a movement of water? A current. What do we call money? A currency. My friends, if you have a river flowing in, money's coming in, a paycheck coming in, and that's all you got, then you're going to wonder, well, how come my life is dead? How come my finances are dead? How come my dreams are dead? How come everything around my life, my finances are not going moving forward? How, how come? The question is, is are you having an outflow, not just an inflow? But Stephen, I will give when I'm a millionaire. No, you'll never get there because how you are with $10 is how you're going to be with $100. How you are with $100 is how you do with $1,000, a million. How you are starts small now. Does that make sense? So that's the reason why I said to my wife, I said, okay, Angela, you know what? I love. So whenever I take you to dinner, understand this. I'm a whoa, I'm being selfish right now. You're over here having a flow. I'm so full. Thank you, Stephen. I know. Thank you. That's how you'll never hear me say, you're welcome. When you ever say thank you to me, I say, thank you. Because I know for a fact the river is flowing. And I'm freaking selfish. I am so freaking selfish. So when I wait to fix my card, I'm like, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I, but, but, no, but, but trust me. You will never hear me say, you're welcome. I'll say, thank you. No, 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 thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Because you guys are making me blessed. Does that make sense? So I would like for a culture of living faith church to be blessed. And here's the thing. I can't be selfish and always taking the blessing. So here's what I would love to do starting tonight. It's for you to go to someone. Not someone who's like, oh, I know you. I know you. Let's go to dinner, my treat. No, take someone else you've never been, you've never really got to know before. Go step out of your comfort zone. Hey, I don't even know who you are, but hey, let me take you to dinner. Does that make sense? So I'd like to start that culture tonight. Luke 6, 38. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For the measure you use, we measure to you. First part of there. Give, and it might be given to you. No, give and it will be given to you. My friends, if you want to obtain wealth, you want to obtain riches, start freaking giving. Go out of your way and say, let me take you to lunch. Let me take you to dinner. Let me go ahead and bless you. Let me go ahead and give to the homeless ministry. Let me just give. And you watch the things start flowing. Can I get the worship team up here? 2 Corinthians 9, 10, 11. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food 
will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. He, God, will supply seed to the sower. Wait, 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 wait. How can I be a sower if I have no seed? How can I be a sower if I have no seed? You see, it's not God's going to give you so that you can give. He's waiting for you to give first before he provides you the seed. God's opposite every day. Opposite day. He will supply the seed to the sower and bread for food. He will simply supply and multiply your seed for... He'll supply, he'll, yeah, hey, hey, he will supply and multiply. You know, God's not like, here's one plus one, here's two plus two, here's three plus three. No, he doesn't do pluses. He multiplies. He Here's one times 800. Here's three, five. Does that make sense? He's a multiplication. The X, not the plus, the X. He multiplies your seed so I can get a new Burberry bag. So I can get a new Louis Vuitton purse. I receive it. But Casey, he supplies and multiplies your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. My friends, here's the deal. I'm not even taking another offering here. This is not for Living Faith Church. I'm encouraging you not to give more to the church. We're done with that, that part of the service. I'm encouraging you to go take someone out to dinner tonight. To go say, you know what? Let me. I've never. I really talked to you, but let's go to dinner. And then fight for the check. Seriously. <laughs> My favorite words to say to the waiter is like, he's cheap, you will not get a tip from him. I'll give you a good tip. <laughs> That's what I tell the waiters all the time. Believe me. And if he gets it, I'm like, how much tip do you give? You see, I would have doubled that. But... <laughs> My friends, the Bible doesn't lie. I dare you, I dare you to build wealth God's way. Stephen, why are we talking about money in church? Because once again, the money deals with the heart. And God wants you blessed. He wants you to have the Louis Vuitton Burberry and all that stuff. You know, Casey made a good point that Jesus asked for a donkey, not just a used donkey, but a brand new baby donkey. He wanted the, the, no one's ever touched that thing. He wants it pristine. Jesus rode on a donkey that's not been used. I was like, wow, that's so true. They were auctioning off his cloaks, his garments. You don't auction stuff that's worthless. You auction stuff that's worth it, that's worth something. Jesus himself had the Burberry of their time. He drove the BMWs of his time, some baby donkey. So keep it in mind, is that God wants you blessed, but he wants you blessed more than just for you to get all that stuff, but he wants you to be blessed to be a blessing. Everyone stand to your feet. Tonight, if you're here and you say, Stephen, first off, 
I want to have this relationship with Jesus, this freedom through Jesus. Not religion, but Jesus. If that's you, I want you to pray this prayer out loud. Everyone pray this prayer. Say, Dear Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I claim heaven is my home and God is my father. Forgive me my sins and make me righteous right now. I believe in you. Thank you for your salvation in Jesus' name. Next question I have for you is if you're here tonight and you're saying, Stephen, I need to start activating the kingdom's economy through generosity. I, or maybe some of you need to repent and say, I need to start wanting riches even more so that I can be part of heaven's economy. Every eye's closed, every head bowed. If that's you tonight and saying, Stephen, pray for me. I need to tap into that. Lift up your hands if that's you. Amen, 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 amen. Father God, tonight I pray in the name of Jesus for every person who's ready to repent and say, Lord, I've been selfish. I'm ready to tap into heaven's economy that I may give and be blessed to other people so I may be blessed. So Lord, I thank you and I honor you in Jesus' name. Let me say one more thing before we end here. Giving is selfish. Stephen, I don't believe that. I don't believe giving should be selfish. I believe we're supposed to give. It's just a give. If you're holier than God right now, I want you to raise your hand and fly around the room right now. If you're holier than God. Okay, I don't think so. Okay, God himself, God himself gave. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. You know what that means? His best son, his only son. He gave the only thing he had. He gave it all. He gave his one son. You know what happened next? He gained sons and daughters. Prior to Jesus on the cross, there was no such thing as sons and daughters of Jesus, of God. No such thing. Until God gave, then he multiplied his children. My friends, giving and receiving is God's way. So let's change the way we do things and tap into heaven's economy. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to one 305 2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.